Hello there, internet, and welcome to the There Goes a Big One podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hines, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Guy the Wiggle Wakem. It's a me. Uh, Mario. Mario's here, everybody. <laughs> Wahoo! <laughs> oh, that's Yoshi. Do the Mario. I wish that would be the next... Uh, you know how Mario Odyssey had that song? Oh, they, yeah. they had a... I think it was called, like, Jump Up Superstar or whatever. But they, yeah. it was, like, a vocal song. I wish that was the next one. They just were like, we're, we're taking Mario back to his roots. And that's just the main song for the game. And it has Danny DeVito singing it, because would, I'd enjoy that. Yeah. No, it wasn't Danny DeVito. It was, I know, um, but when I think of Mario, I think of Danny DeVito. No, it was what's buddy name? Oh, yeah, I, I know remember. it's not him, but I'm just saying when I see Mario, I think of Danny DeVito. I know, but I can't think of his of the actual person's name now. It's annoying me. And we will never ever know. If only there was some sort of online source of information we could get this from. Yeah, keep chatting. I'm looking it up. Oh, um, oh, I found something really cool actually. Very quickly, um, so my mum. Oh, my mum's got um, an Alexa device. And yes. uh, Lou Albano is his name. That's for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's his name. <laughs> so my mum's got an Alexa device. And uh, okay. I was uh, I was helping her with uh, with the lawn mowing the other day, and um, it was playing. Okay. It was playing like music. And I saw a thing on the other day that if you say to your Alexa Pikachu or Pokemon. You can make Alexa make Pikachu noises. Okay. Like actual Pikachu noises. And did it work? It did work, yeah. So if you've got an Alexa and you say Pokemon or Pikachu, then you it will start talking like Pikachu. We've got an Echo. Does that is that Alexa? I don't know. You could always try it. Yeah, I don't know, actually. We haven't set it up. It's like a tiny one. It's like a little Echo Dot, whatever it's called. I don't really know what it is. You know, I wasn't really that bothered by Alexa until now, but now I'm, uh, I'm strangely all right with it. <laughs> at first i really didn't know how you were going to put that into context you're like so my mum's got an alexa i was helping her do the lawn mowing i'm just going through what happened in my day um uh, I, sat I fed the dog yeah yeah you know <laughs> some drawing and... oh man um, anywho what um any games you've been playing this week i'm gonna say probably not is there uh no um yeah. i'm still waiting i'm still waiting for monster hunter to be honest and it's not long now no it's a week a week today when recording this so that's exciting stuff but i that's... did want to bring up something really interesting that i did see okay um i wasn't i haven't been playing many games but i've been watching a few games okay. and uh watching some people play games and there's one game that i saw recently that really weirded me out okay i'll be I'd be interested if, you, if you've uh, if you've heard of it. Um, it's called At Dead of Night. It's like a new horror game that's out. No, I've never heard of it. Yeah, kind of surprising me because you're quite on it with like horror games normally. Let me look at um, Dead of Night. So it's like a point and click game where you're going through this hotel and you're trying to like find or communicate with these ghosts. And I think there's someone in the hotel who's like hunting you down. So it's like the kind of typical, like you've got to hide from them and find different things. Hang on a second. I don't think I've 
watched anyone. Is this the one where they go into a room and there's like a weird little child doll with a balloon? Uh, pass. Uh, I have, I've seen snippets of it. I've not actually seen it now. I've seen the screenshots. Yeah, I, I've seen snippets of it, but I've not actually seen anyone play it properly. Right. So I was watching this and I was, uh, I was out of my bed, just in my room, kind of chilling out, watching it late at night. And not then late I have the lawn in and then I um, did Alexa Pikachu. We've been through that, God. <laughs> um, but I was watching it and... At first, I thought, oh, it's kind of like PT-ish, Resident Evil 7 kind of looking, you know, where the graphics are, like, really good, but not like, you know, they're, they're the typical really good horror kind of graphics. Yeah. Um, and then the person I was watching playing it was saying it was live action. And I was like, wait a minute, this isn't, it's not like live action FMV, is it? And I looked a bit closely at the screen and I was like, oh, it kind of is. And I don't know if it was the it was if it was the YouTube like quality that didn't make it look like that, but I was so blown back that it was a live action game that looked more like a game than live action, if that makes sense. I'm just looking to see, is it actually live action? It is actually live action. Oh. But it, it really doesn't look it. It's so weird. And I think it's because of games like PT and uh, Resident Evil 7 that have put in this like They've got this kind of graphical quality where it's so realistic and good looking that it doesn't look live action, but it's so bizarre. I was really like, my mind was blown from it because I thought for the longest time it was just like in-game graphics, but it is live FMV action. I'm reading, sorry, I'm reading the synopsis of this. Um, uh-huh. What a really, and like the killer's name sound like Nick, a killer your name is Nick, maya a student trapped in a remote hotel run by a psychopath called jimmy hall like jimmy, <laughs> jimmy, jimmy. Hall. <laughs> i just uh, sorry it just made me laugh when i was reading that bit but no now i'm looking i don't know if it's my tablets just because my tablet's quite old but it doesn't look oh yeah bits of it does look kind of live actually well that's what i'm saying i don't know if it's my like computer or my tv screen or anything but like it looks like pt ish doesn't it do you know what i yeah, mean yeah yeah the, the graphic quality it's not it's live action it's so weird and it's That's weird because and it's weird because we've had cases of like the opposite where graphics get so good they look like live action yeah but this is a weird, this is like a weird case of graphics have gotten so good but when something actually is live action you kind of think it is a game it's i i I don't know interesting i I mean i'm so weirded out by it though it just shows how much the technology as a whole has got not just in terms of video games terms in terms of video games um but just like where you can have a game that looks so good that having Mm -hmm. something that's done live action kind of looks the same like it's just crazy how back with like E.T. and like um, the Atari and all those kind of games that clearly were awful, but that was just because of the generation that they were, like the technology and the generation that they were. It's just crazy now. I'll tell you what it is as well. I think I think it's the fact that it's a it's an indie horror game. Yeah, and they have a reputation for like having really high quality graphics, and ever since P.T. as well 
they they do more of a thing now and i heard a term for it ages ago but i can't remember what it is but it's um it's like the graphics are really good and high quality but it's kind of gross disgusting graphics and not in the yeah. case of like there's loads of blood everywhere and loads of like horrible things like that but like you look at like the counter or the side of like a desk or something and it's like littered with like rubbish and dust and stuff yeah that was because of resident evil though isn't it because resident evil 7 the demo and just the game that the like the counters and the sides are gross like the food and stuff they eat is horrible looking um and it kind of oh and pt does it as well yeah um but it's, it's just those kind of games isn't it where they're they're made to look they are meant to they're, they're trying to visually scare you aren't they and the graphics have become that good now that even just showing a room there doesn't have to be a monster or anything even just showing the room is enough for some people to kind of put them off because if, if they get an upset stomach really easily or when they see stuff like that um it's just another way of kind of messing with your senses isn't it yeah i just thought it was an interesting thing to bring up because uh we're not we're both not huge on like graphics if a game looks good, oh, though, man. I'll happily, I'll happily, uh, you know, give it praise for looking good. Oh, of course, yeah. Because I've normally, I've normally been in the camp of uh, I don't like it when a game looks too realistic. See, I don't mind if it looks too realistic. I'm kind of more in the camp of I don't care if your game looks amazing, but if you have had, if the gameplay and the story and stuff has had to suffer just yeah. because you've tried to make your game as well polished as possible or like look as good as possible i'm not okay mm-hmm. with that i'd rather a game like like i've said before i'd rather a game's mechanics kind of like story is there and is enjoyable rather than it looking amazing like there's tons of like pixel art like stardew valley for example it's it's got a fun gameplay loop and stuff that the graphics kind of make it charming because they've gone for the 8-bit or like 16-bit style like pixel art and it works in that. I couldn't imagine Stardew Valley having the hyper-realistic graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember seeing the... I think it was the opening movie to, like, Halo 4. And oh, yeah. uh, that game made it look live-action because of how, you know, good those graphics yeah. were. And I just... I don't like that. I want my games to to look like games. Not saying that they have to be, like, pixels and stuff. But... <sighs> I think a good uh, a good example of like a balance of that is uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Okay, I can remember I can remember when that game came out, thinking like, "Oh man, like this is like next level graphics." Because you know, whenever a new console generation comes out, everyone's yeah. always like, "Oh, but when are we actually going to see like it pushed to its limits in terms of graphics?" And I, for me, Metal Gear Five was one of the first games to do that. But Metal Gear Five, like, it's realistic looking, but it's not enough so that I think these characters are live action. It's like um, other games I feel, I mean, you haven't played the games, so I'm not sure, but the other games I feel have really pushed it um, as well. Uh, are games that are now, uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 came out quite a while ago now, like a good couple of couple of years. Um, yeah. And yeah. for it to push it that hard that in that time is amazing. But like games now, I think, that have really pushed it are like... Um, Final Fantasy 7, I don't think there's probably much they could have more done 
with Final Fantasy on the PS4 anyway to to push mm-hmm. it. Um, Ghost of Tsushima is another one where it is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and God of War, no matter what you say, the game looks looks amazing. Um, regardless of if you are not a fan of how the direction of the game's gone, for example, but that really pushes your console. Um, and I know when a game does that because my console goes nuts because of the fans <laughs> trying to trying to keep it going. So you know it looks good when your console's like, "Why are you doing this to me?" Yeah, but they all look like games as well, though. Yeah, you know, they, yes. they don't look live action. They uh, they keep that going, which I like. But again, that comes into the same thing as just uh, CGI has just got better because you know a lot of games back on the PlayStation Two, PlayStation um one era would have fmv cutscenes wouldn't they mm-hmm. um that weren't like on engine they were just like cgi cutscenes. um and i guess Re- uh, halo 4 has kind of almost done that to an extent because i remember playing halo 4 and i don't think the opening cutscene looked or the game looked as good as that the whole way through no um but again they're just still doing that thing is it technology has just got so far in advance now it just that CGI can make something look super real now. Yeah, that's why I like uh, Marvel films and and big blockbuster films now. If the CGI is done well, it can look real. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I one thing I always like though is when a game has more of a styled look. Yes. Um, and I think that helps to make it just more you know timeless. Um, I would much rather take something like Wind Waker graphics over yeah. something. Twilight Princess or like Marvel vs. Capcom 3 over Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. I think they just, you know, you can just make things look a lot more interesting and timeless. Yeah, that's the other thing I also find, especially with cell shading, which is uh, what a lot of games like Wind Waker, um, Borderlands and, and games like that do. They kind of age better because the cell shading look of it kind of it doesn't age as bad as someone trying to make something ultra realistic because in like a year or so that ultra realistic look isn't going to be where the graphic level is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like game, like really old games um, on the PlayStation two, for example, like let's take a look at devil may cry one. That was it really pushing kind of to what they were doing on on that console. And then you look at devil may cry five and you're like, Jesus, (laughs) like, But Devil May Cry One is a hard, a hard, it's a great game, but if you're someone who is obsessed with graphics, it's going to be a hard sell now. I've, I, be, I imagine teenagers now who have played like Devil May Cry Four, or not Devil May Cry Four, so Devil May Cry Five. If you're like, well, play Devil May Cry One because that's where it started. It's great. They're going to look at that and be like, eh, look shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so you haven't played. You haven't really played anything. You've watched stuff. I have played. Just trying to think. I've played a little bit of that Remnant game that I tried to get you to download. I keep forgetting the name of that. Every time I say Remnant, I'm thinking <laughs> of like something completely else. Um, but that Remnant game, I've played a little bit of it, maybe about an hour. Um, yeah, it's it's all right. Um, mm-hmm. I need to play it more, really, to decide. But you can see very heavily that it's Dark Souls inspired. Um, just with guns, but the way they've incorporated the guns, yeah, look like bullets are hard to come by in the game. So you do right. have a melee weapon, and you've got two guns, 
but bullets are kind of hard to come by, but they replenish when you sit at checkpoints or bonfires if you're a Dark Souls fan. Um, so you kind of got to conserve your ammo a little way. Do you waste all your ammo on the small enemies, and when you get to the, the bigger enemies, you don't have ammo, or do you just go ham at them with your little machete and save the bullets until really you you need them? Mm. Um, so it's an interesting concept. I mean... Enemies do drop ammo, but it's quite quite rare. Um, I mean, I've, I haven't had to run out of ammo, but again, I've I've not actually got to a boss yet, so I don't really know <laughs> really know how that's going to work. Um, but I need a, I need right. a, I keep yeah, thinking of downloading it, and I was this close to, but then I uh, didn't. I think we'd enjoy playing it together. I I have a feeling it's going to be one of those games that we're just going to find really stupid shit in it that we'll find hilarious yeah i just know it's going to be one of those kind of games but it seemed from what i've played it seems it seems fine i mean they've i feel like they've done enough for it to not be dark souls but if you are a big dark souls fan things that happen in it you're like oh that's that's just this in dark souls that's just this in dark souls (laughs) dark souls Um, with guns seems a bit like of a scary concept to me though <laughs> it works though i will say the gunplay is actually fine in it um no. they don't make it uh look like the guns overpowered and stuff um mm-hmm. but i've got a medium range gun and like a hand pistol that all of mm-hmm. this is you're gonna get a foot pistol um and the coach gun kind of thing that's like medium range um i'm finding myself like hoarding the ammo on that right for like big enemies um and then sort of like with the generic little mobs that are attacking me i put a few rounds into them with the pistol and finish them off when they get close to me with um my melee weapon and that seems to conserve enough ammo that i'm not really struggling um but i'm only sort of in the first area so it's gonna it will get a lot harder i imagine than than what i'm playing yeah Um, yeah Need to download it because it's still free at the moment. So yeah, do it. Good. Even if you don't down download it to the console straight away, just get it off PlayStation Plus just so it's there yeah. in your library. Um, yeah, yeah. I've also been playing a game called Mud Runner, which isn't my typical game. Oh yeah, but I frigging I've seen that. I frigging love it so much. You just it looks cool. Yeah, you just play. It's multiplayer, um, <laughs> and it is on sale at the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and basically, you the concept is you just got um, massive 18-wheelers and jeeps and stuff, and you're just dropped in a Serbian like wilderness. And the concept seems kind of boring, but I think because it is technically an indie game, so they've not done too much. The, 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 to complete the levels, you need to get a certain amount of logs to the lumber mill that are scattered on the map. But mm. it's not the what you're doing that's interesting it's how you get the stuff because the road but the physics and stuff of the ground and like the muddy paths and stuff or muddy roads and stuff they really bog down your your trucks and stuff so you've got to like make sure you're in the right gear to to get through the mud and if you start getting stuck you've got like a winch you can use to pull yourself out and they've really gone for kind of like realism on that side um, I was going to say, isn't it the game where it's like got really lots of like realistic physics and stuff yes. like mud? 
things like that. Yeah, definitely. And like you will get, and if you've got a vehicle, for example, that's carrying a load of logs and you try going for a really muddy track, of course, you're going to be a hell of a lot heavier. So you're going to get yourself bogged down more and then potentially yeah. you might have to get a second vehicle to try and winch that one out. And it, that's mm-hmm. the thing I find interesting because almost um, like a puzzle game sort of thing where you've, you've got to try and get these logs to this area, but it's not necessarily as easy as just driving from A to B. Yeah, it seems interesting. I remember seeing it like ages ago and it looked, uh, like you said there, not really my sort of thing normally, but just because it's so physics-based, it looked kind of... Oh, I I loved it. I've been really enjoying it. I've done all the challenge levels. I haven't done the actual single-player like campaign mode yet. I've just done all the challenge maps to kind of learn what what I'm doing because they have you to do a... They have the challenge maps have you do a specific thing that mm-hmm. that you can learn. And I've I've really enjoyed it learning like like to get all the stars and stuff on one mission it's like the the last mission before the dlc ones you've got yeah. to get these two trucks um to a lighthouse to get supplies um but there's like a challenge to do it at night time which obviously makes it a hell of a lot harder because you can't see everything um there's another thing where get the there's like a vehicle that's been submerged underwater mm-hmm. um and you've got to try and get it out of the water and repair it and get that to the end as well for like an extra star. Um, and getting it out of the water is ridiculously hard because you've got to kind of risk your trucks to get them far enough in the water that they don't take too much damage, but far enough in it where you can winch the thing back out. And yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I've been enjoying it. Um, and th- I mean, there is a sequel. I think SnowRunner is the sequel to it um, right. that I've seen a lot of YouTubers playing that I that I watch, but. Yeah, I've been enjoying Mud Runner. I'll probably go back to it. It's one of those games I'm not going to play loads and loads and loads, but I, I have fun going back every so often playing with the physics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks cool. I might, uh, I say I might check it out, but like six days. <laughs> nothing, well, maybe, nothing else is going to compare. <laughs> well, maybe just see how much it is, because I know normally it is like £40, um and it's in like the 70 percent sale thing at the moment so i'd say if it's like a fiver even if you're not gonna like play it straight away i'd pick it up while it's on sale on the and have it in your library just obviously for when inevitably you you get a little bit bored of monster hunter um can you you fancy a game to play yeah after those 500 hours i'm sure i'll uh, (laughs) check it out yeah well up to you i i got it on a sale really cheap that's why i got it first off and then i've kind of gone back to playing it because i've had it for like a year before i've played it mm-hmm. but i think really they're the only two two games i've i've been playing yeah i've just not really been in the mood for anything like we're kind of at a drought aren't we for video games at the minute um yeah sort of at the moment i mean uh it won't be won't be for long. <laughs> well, I've seen um, advertised all over my Facebook um, and stuff like that is the game Biomutant. Never heard of that. It's like a I'm trying to um, describe it. It's going to be an open world game, but it's not going to be like a AAA open world game. I don't think. I imagine it's going to be like a I hate the term, but like double A, um, where it's not quite indie, but. It's it's one of those games like not like Greedfall where the developer doesn't bash out the best games ever, but they they get by that kind of like middle of the road kind of game that you, 
we like to keep the market going sort of thing. Um, yeah. They don't do anything bad. That, did you refer to that as double A? Yeah. I've never heard that before. Oh, I have heard it um, somewhere, but it's kind of that kind of thing where it's not super awful um, or not got the budget of an indie title, but mm-hmm. it doesn't, people aren't going, oh my God, the next, this game's going to be amazing. It's going to be the next best thing in the world. Um, yeah. It's by Nordic, or it's being published by THQ Nordic, and you know they just uh, publish games that don't do anything special, but are pretty competent at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's like a well, it's like a um, so it's an open world game, but it's like these anthropomorphic animals, but they've got. Right. It's kind of like a post-apocalyptic world. It reminds me of like Horizon, but you're an anthropomorphic panda bear. What did you say it's called? It's called Biomutant. Yeah. Why? What's coming? That's up not what I'm thinking. Well, no, nothing's coming up for it. I'll type it in now, but um, I uh, it just sounded like something else. No, it's um, it do- yeah, I've seen a trailer for it, but I might pick it up. It comes out in May. Um, it, it yeah, it seems interesting, yeah. but it's probably not going to be one of those games where I'm gonna pick it up super much out to get. I originally thought it was just going to be an Xbox exclusive, but it's now coming out on everything, so never even heard of it i've i've not even seen anything about this none of this is like recognizable to me yeah well that's what i mean i saw it like on an e3 years ago and it was just on an xbox and they were like and it's exclusive so i was like "Ah, i'm not even gonna think about it because it's not coming out and then it keeps popping up on my facebook feed so i watched a trailer and i was like it seems interesting i mean i may pick it up as something to to get if um there's nothing to play at that time. Wait, what? Biomutant is an open-world post-apocalyptic kung fu fable RPG? What the hell does that mean? There you What's go. It kung... I guess there's kung... It's kung fu, I guess. A kung fu fable? I've never heard of that. Well, that's their kind of spit on it. It's basically, it's going to be... Maybe there's a, a story that it's loosely based on. I don't know. But... um. It seems interesting. I mean, the bits that I saw, it looked all right. Um, there was a bit where he was riding a the weird panda raccoon thing was riding a horse. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'll wait till I see more, but potentially if I've got bored of everything. Like that. Yeah. I um. That's what it reminded me of because Horizon was quite a colourful game. Yeah. Um, it kind of gave me vibes of that, but. I'm a sucker. As much as I get annoyed at open world games for just doing the same thing over and over again, uh, I do have a. I am a sucker for them. Hence, Ghost of Tsushima and. Um, like it kind of depends for me. Like, if it's a bit too like generic, I'll get bored of it kind of quickly because it won't give me a reason to explore the world and do all the things everyone wants me to do. Yeah, and as long I feel, as long as there's some sort of. Um, but what you do in the world isn't just cut and cookie cutter. You do mm-hmm. the same thing over and over again. Um, that's when it gets boring. If like the side quests are interesting and um, the stuff you do in the world is yeah. varied, I, I enjoy it. Um, I also enjoy it if it's not like a super massive map. Like, because recently games have been like, our map is the biggest map we've ever had. And I'm like, well, great. But if you don't fill it with anything, why would I well, run around? I had kind it? of a. Uh... 
not similar problem, but a different kind of problem, I guess. When I tried to play, I tried to play The Witcher Three, and I tried to play Horizon. Yeah. Um, I didn't play them from the beginning. Yeah. Those things, so maybe that's why. But like, my friend was like, "Oh, you know, give it a go," and I was like, "Okay, sure, I'll give it a try." And um, I played Witcher Three, and was like, "Oh, there's a really cool." giant tree over there i want to go see what it's like and i couldn't go near it at all i was blocked by like invisible walls and then i played horizon zero dawn i was like oh Oh. let's go over here and i again got blocked by invisible walls well i think it depends on that because i've never really found that problem because witcher 3 i mean i i played it for a little bit and then i got bored of it when it first came out but i came back a year later Mm. and got absolutely hooked on it um and the the map is massive, but what I find with that game is not exactly the world is what is not what I found interesting. What I found interesting yeah. was the story and the side quests in that because they'll just pop up randomly in an area, and it makes use of all the areas. Like I don't really think you, unless it's like a story based quest, all the side quests I don't think like in the same area so you don't ever have to backtrack to a new area or look like to an old area to do a side quest like there's areas that have kind of been built for well that was the problem i think i had with rising um i just couldn't go certain places because i hadn't reached that part of the story which is you know fair enough that's how a lot of these games go um but I, I don't know. After playing something like Breath of the Wild, I'm a bit more like, I want more games to be like as open as this. I See, I do and I don't. I think maybe that's why I'm not as big a fan of Breath of the Wild, because as much as I do like an open world, I'm one of those people that are like running around um, and looking at as much as I can in that area. So like when like the start area for an open world game like mm-hmm. starts... I will run around that little area and do everything I can before like progressing the story. So for me, so you like I'm it being segmented. You like it being segmented it because it allows you to completely like do one area and then move on to the next. Yeah, that's like my hundred percent person <laughs> like coming out. I'm just like I can do everything in this area and then I can move on to the next area and and do that. Do that in Breath of the Wild though, because the area, is- the map is like segmented into like different chunks. Yeah, but at the same time, it kind of just lets you go anywhere, doesn't it? So I think looking at that whole map and being like, oh, shit, there's all that to do. Um, also, in my brain, I know there's like, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. seeds. I'm, I'm who would want to like 100% Breath of the Wild. I know people have done and, you know, like, it just takes a lot of patience. I like to think I'm a pretty patient guy, but I just can't put a point in doing something like that. Well, that's where it kicks in, because like... I like, obviously I like going for the trophies, but I like going for the 100% if I can on open world kind of games. So if there's like collectibles and stuff, I'm all over that. I'm like, oh, I'll run around picking up the collectibles, which is the other reason why I like doing like stuff in segments because I collect everything in that little area and then move on and collect all the other little bits. You're sort of saying um, you, you're not yeah, a fan of Breath of the Wild a... because you don't like the idea of 100%ing it. <laughs> pretty much i think that's just really daunting so my brain's gone yeah my little brain's like i don't think i can can do it that's what my i do if i see something and i'm like that's going to be impossible to do my brain's like let's come back to that let's do something we can do um and then we'll we'll go back to that mm-hmm. but i've never gone back to it 
Yeah. I, I... Actually, speaking of going back to games, mm-hmm. I have a question. Um, what would you consider are your like comfort games? Like you know, like the ones where you've got nothing to do, you're a bit bored. I know what I'll play that game because I know I'm gonna enjoy it. Like, what are the the games that you you could just go back and play? I have a few, but like if I am in that mind state. I don't really go to games if I'm honest. I'd rather draw or like watch a movie or a TV show or like go out for a walk or something. Um, as much as like games are a comfort for me, um, when I'm really like bored and don't know what to do, my mind doesn't just try and pick like a game to play. That being said, there are games I obviously put more time in than others. So I suppose at some sort of standpoint, they would be considered comfort games. Um, what are they? I think Monster Hunter is a big one. Like, I keep going on about it, and it's probably because Rise is so close. But, like, it is... It's honestly one of the only game series where I have put, like, hundreds of hours into. I'm not the sort of person who will play, like, a game all day and stay up all night to play a game. I'm just not that kind of guy. Um... But yeah. the one game series where I have come close to doing that with, I guess, is Monster Hunter. It's one of the only game series where I have stayed up really late to play. Back when I used to play uh, Free Ultimate, when I was getting really into it, and I played online with randoms, I would stay up till like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, playing that game. And I would literally do, do that with no other game. I can't think of any other game where I've done that with. I think the only game I've really sunk not sunk hours into but done it like that is i um i used to play destiny on when the ps4 first came out destiny one um and there was a raiding group that i used to play with which one of our friends tim was part of as well and we would because it would take so long for everyone to organize a raid and to get on with it we'd be up to like five in the Mm -hmm. morning trying to beat this raid and then i'd have to go to work at like seven in the morning i'm like why have i done this why but i guess i just did it because i felt because at like 11 12 when i was younger i'd be like they're like oh we need another person to do the raid and i'm like yeah cool no i'm I'm good let's do it and those kind of like those raids you need well you don't obviously there's people in or out there that can just solo everything because they're amazing but ideally you need like a full team of people to beat this raid and i'd feel bad if they didn't have another person so we would just run it and run it and run it and be like five in the morning we finally do it and we're like that wasn't worth it i need to go to sleep now pokemon is another one (laughs) that i find myself going back to a lot and just playing when i want to um but i don't really like i can't remember the last time i actually completed a pokemon game because i sort of get to the stage where i've got my team they're pretty much all fully evolved and I'm kind of just done, you know? Like, my a lot of the enjoyment of playing Pokemon for me now is, like, raising them and training a team. And then once it is raised, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, I don't really need to, like, do the rest of the gym badges or finish the game. There's, there's not really much point. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think my two comfort games at the minute are For Honor, which is a multiplayer game that mm. we've not really spoke about. Um but that's a game that I used to play it really like, I mean, I've played it since it first came out, like mm-hmm. what, four, four years ago. Um, and I've, I've seen it at its worst and <laughs> I've seen it at its best. 
Um, and it's one of those games where I found the concept interesting because there's no other game really out yeah. there doing the same thing. Um, I mean, if a company was to make a game like that with the same kind of mechanics and made it better, I I can't see there'd be many For Honor fans still playing For Honor. I think it's just because there isn't anything else like it, um, which is why people stay with it. I mean, it's kind of why I stay with it because I've when I first when I was younger and playing it, I used to get so angry and it used to fill me with so much rage that at one point I um, hate to admit it, but I properly rage quit to the point where I turned the console off and went left the the room for, for <laughs> a few minutes to calm down. And no other game has ever done that to me. Like I'll get angry at games, but I've never gone, turn it off, throw the controller and just walk out. Um, but now I've, I'm kind of over that and I just play it for fun. Um, I don't care if I win. I don't care if I lose. Um, and that's kind of a little comfort game for me now, just going online and just, yeah, just playing, playing mm. some games on it. Um, and then the other one, because I just, it, whereas you do drawing, um, my kind of creativity thing comes out when I play Minecraft mm-hmm. because I just love building on it. Um, and that's probably my comfort game for, for building, uh, for, for stuff like that for my creative side, because I'm, quietly building uh, or recreating Kanto from yeah. the original See, when I games. when I think of a comfort game, um, I think of something like what you just described, where you're playing Minecraft, chill out. I, I can't imagine a comfort game being something yeah. like uh, Apex or like or, or like Call of Duty oh, or God, something, no. where you're so intensely involved in multiplayer. If you find enjoyment of that, that's fine. And I, you know, I'm not disregarding anyone who might consider it their comfort game. Um, I just think they're a little bit too intense to be considered a comfort game because to me, a comfort game is about relaxing, chilling out, you know. You heard it, Call of Duty fans. If you play Call of Duty... Fuck off. You suck. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, no def, fuck off, Call of Duty fans. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we'll never talk about it on here. Um, no, well, we won't, but that's not the reason. Um, no, yeah, I agree with you, which is why kind of For Honor kind of teeters on that. Whereas before, I would say it's not a comfort game because I used to get really competitive on it. And if I lost, I'd be so, mm. so mad. Um, but now I, I know that the mechanics and stuff of For Honor are not brilliant and that there is quite a lot mm-hmm. of BS that goes on in it. So I know that stuff's going to happen and I'm just going to die. And I've just come to accept that now. So I'm like, ah, ah well, I've just been <laughs> triple teamed. And it's just respawn and try again. Like it doesn't, I just have fun with it now. Like you know, if someone pushes me off the edge, I used to like proper anger being like, oh, where's your honor? Throw me off an edge. But now I'm just like, oh shit, I should have thrown him off the edge instead. Smash, Smash um, Bros used to be a yeah, big just... comfort game for me in a way. Why would you say Because I just don't find myself playing it by myself anymore. I used to like play it loads yeah, just on my enough. own. Um, but like, I don't know. I just don't really find the need to. I still really enjoy it. And if anyone ever invited me to a game of Smash, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm totally in. Like, immediately. Um, but I just yeah. don't really... If... Like I said, if I'm trying to relax or just enjoy myself, I don't really find myself going to it anymore. Uh, yeah, well, that used to be Crash. Which one? The uh, original Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Like one, two, and three. Because um, I would play them all. But then since playing four, 
it's kind of soured me for the whole stuff for, for all of them i'm just like i don't even want to play crash when i think of crash now i get like <laughs> to crash four and i'm like oh, yeah <laughs> um so difficult those souls dark um, souls used to be one which is kind of a weird one because they are like again that's the thing i don't know if that counts as a comfort game because they are hard games, and even if you get really good at it, they can still kind of like kick your ass. If I'm just trying to casually, I can still yeah. get my ass kicked. So does that count as a comfort game? I would do it because I want to like relax and have fun, and I would do. But because it is still such an intense like activity, does that count? Like, what would you class as a comfort game? I think is the main question. Well, I just think I was just going to say it's a game that you find yourself coming back to, like. Like with other games, you know, like for example, yeah. I've played God of War once. Um, yeah, yeah, done through the storyline. I, I don't think I could feel myself like I'm like I'm happy. I've done it. I've done mm-hmm. everything I needed to do on it. I'm content. I don't think I'll find myself going back to God of War. Um, it's just kind of a game that you would that even though you've like completed it multiple times, you quite happily be like, oh, actually, I fancy playing that for today. I'm gonna go yeah. See, Monster I think is an easy one to pick for that because. It's not about like completing it. It's just about I will happily hunt something like a Nagakuga or Brachydios hundreds and hundreds of times and just not get bored of it because I really enjoy those games. I really enjoy the fights. I really enjoy how the weapons all work. I enjoy trying out new different things or aiming for something else. Those games are so packed with content as well that I find myself not getting bored of them very easily. Yeah, I think the thing that got me was um i was at the point where i mean i'm not confident with monster hunter games like i cry like a little girl when i have to fight monster on my own um but i for me i don't think i can find myself going back towards the end like monster hunter world now i think it's run its course for me because what i've got to do Mm -hmm. is really grindy um and yeah, I can just go and fight whatever monster I want. But the problem is my gear isn't at that level where I'm I'm still going to get destroyed with mm-hmm. like the high-end monsters if I'm not careful enough because I need to level up my gear and stuff. So um, I think for me, I'm at the point where it's just really grindy. So I would never play, probably would never play World yeah. now on my own. Um, it'll be different when it comes to Rise because it's brand new. I can run around and collect stuff again um but yeah i think it just yeah it depends really on what yeah what you enjoyed about yeah. it um i don't know i i don't really know if i do have a actual comfort game because like i said i uh i i, I honestly just have not been playing anything this past week um and I, yeah and i think that kind of just really. goes to show like what kind of things I like to do for comfort. If there is a big game out, like I'm going to play the shit out of Rise. I'm going to put so many hours into that and that will be my comfort for a long time. Um, but like, I don't know if in, in five years time, it probably won't be, you know? <laughs> where something, yeah, well, I mean, it's like... Dead sorry, where was something like moment. drawing or like walking, that doesn't get tiresome, you know? <laughs> I mean, maybe it does for some people, but I can always find myself... I can always yeah, find myself walking. coming back to to try to improve my art or finding a new place to walk and, and get. Yeah, no, walking. I'm out walking. What were you going to say about me. Dead by Daylight? I was going to say, well, that's kind of like Dead by Daylight for us, isn't it? We will, like, we've got a group of friends who've got a chat that 
just plays Dead by Daylight. And that um it, it the, the the people we play with it kind of um depends on the, the kind of games we're gonna have, aren't we? because um, we all try to just mess around on it. Um and that's kind of like our friendship circles almost comfort game, isn't it? That we're like, oh let's play a little bit of 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 to be fair, most of us have this same opinion, but I find myself playing something like Dead by Daylight purely because I want to talk with you guys. Yeah, it's like social. Yeah, more than yeah, yeah. So I suppose you could maybe class that as like a comfort game because it's a it's a gateway almost to us being able to socialize with each other in a weird way. Yeah, we well, that's kind. Of- kind of just what me and you do anyway isn't it we it could be like the worst game in the world um but if it's got an element of multiplayer mm-hmm. and we both own it we'll we'll play it and still have fun with it regardless of how yeah. awful the game is um it's just because we're messing around in it and just having fun like we will just naturally find things that are hilarious that other people will look at and be like what the yeah fuck are you and then i think for? there's also times when we're like okay we actually want to like try and do this pretty like successfully and legitimately like playing something like dark souls or monster hunter you know oh yeah yeah there was i was trying to think i was like what games have we played too it's like we played what we played oh, but like, five. well that's the thing we'll, we'll um, always we'll always oh, poke God. fun at stuff and have a laugh but i think when we want to play something like dark souls or monster hunter it's very different to when we want to play something like dead island or Minecraft. Yeah, oh, well, we just, you know, you can't not... It's hard to take those games as seriously, I think. Yeah. And that's the that's joy of it as well, because we just get on so well that, like I said, it doesn't matter what we play. We're, we're, we're going to have fun regardless. I think that can make for a good uh, comfort game as well. When you're... Uh, when you're past the point of playing it to, like really get good and you just want to you you genuinely just want to have fun with the game i think that's why multiplayer games are not my kind of game like i've got a couple like i said dead by daylight for honor but i don't really play that multiplayer i play that on my own um it's not like a thing but i don't think you can be like that with most multiplayer games can you like you can't play like Overwatch. You can't play Apex, Call of Duty and stuff. I mean, some people do, but the majority of the time when you're playing mm-hmm. those games, you're playing them to win. Um, and I think that's why I'm not a big fan of Battle Royale games because you've yeah. really got to concentrate. And there's times when you'll, like when I've played with my um, my brother-in-law and stuff, that, that everyone will just want to hide. And they're like, oh, if we just hide here and wait for the, the ring to get to this point, we'll be in a better position. And I'm just like, what, I hear yeah. gunfire. Let's go. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I don't think I can. Yeah, multiplayer games for me and is why I probably will never play online, like competitive multiplayer games mm-hmm. to be good at them because I just know I never, I never will. Yeah, I sometimes like to dip my foot in a little bit and be like, oh, I wonder what this is like. And then, you know, maybe have like one or two games of being somewhat successful, but then having a lot more games of not being successful. And then I'm like, okay, so that's what the competitive scene for this is like. Uh, I'm not going near that. <laughs> yeah, it's like Apex. We, because it was free, we both picked it up and we played it a little bit. Um, you played it less than I did, but you really liked 
just being able to but, play as well uh, i enjoyed the, i enjoyed the, the versatile and like movement kind of things in that game but it clearly is designed to be like a you know a competitive three-on-three squadron kind of you know last man standing sort of game yeah and i i played it a few times um a, a, a bit more i played it with some friends and stuff but it just tapered off for me and i found myself playing it really only when other people needed like mm-hmm. a, an extra person like they didn't want to play over random so mm-hmm. like oh can you come play with us but then i was just more of a detriment to them because one i didn't play it a bunch so i wasn't as good and two they wanted to be really sneaky and stealthy and try and win and i'm like and i'm just like running up a mountain getting shot at by like everybody um yeah i can admire people that do take those games so seriously um oh but i think you have to if you are going to be that person you have to make the distinction and realization that that is not a calming method like statistically you cannot calm yourself by playing an online multiplayer competitive game you just cannot do that (laughs) no no, you, there's the whole point is it's competitive, isn't it? There's, there's a there's a um, clear difference between um, playing something for enjoyment and playing something to relax. And online, oh, course, online yeah. competitive games like that yeah, fall course. in one category; they do not fall in the other. I think it, I, and like and Minecraft. Minecraft and even just like art and whatnot, drawing fall in a different cat, the other category. And I think it's up to you to be able to decide or realize which category, which goes into what. Yeah, of course. I think as I've got older, that distinction becomes more obvious. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because when I was younger, you play, you play games like, like I imagine kids now play Fortnite because their friends play Fortnite because big YouTubers play Fortnite um, and they want to be good at it. So that that's why they play it. Whereas when they get older, they'll be like, "Oh, dude!" Why am like I as someone it? who like, works in the school, like the amount of arguments kids have over who's better at Fortnite, it's like ridiculous. But you would expect that from children that age, surely, yeah, if they're playing games like that. So yeah, of course. Yeah, that's why I um yes, it's why I kind of steer clear of multiplayer games now. Like I've met a bunch of people. I will say when I was younger, I met a bunch of people that I loved mm. playing games with and I played competitive games with. But as I've got older, our preferences have like, yeah. differ and we just, we don't play yeah. games very much anymore. Um, and like there's friends I had on my Xbox because that's the thing. I found Xbox was, was a whole different like thing to PlayStation. Like PlayStation 3 is like main, main like exclusives were single player mm-hmm. story driven games whereas xbox their their big ones gears of war halo um i mean there's more but that's <laughs> all i remember yeah. they're like the two biggest are, are really competitive and all and online and stuff and that's just the difference all the friends i met on like the xbox played competitive games so i played like gears of war i played yes. halo when i was younger um but now i've grown up and i i just prefer the single player like I'd much rather pick up a single player game with story than have to deal with screaming twelve year olds on yeah. Call of Duty. I think you just get more of an understanding of what actually does relax you and help to calm you. As you get older. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, and I definitely have. And like my games have tailored. Like, well, like I said, when I was younger, there's games that I have seen that I'm like, oh my God, I really want to play that. Like now, like there's, it sounds like you've like tank repair simulator or tank mechanic mm. simulator and stuff. When I was younger, I was like, that sounds fucking mm. boring. But then I watched someone play it and I'm like, this would be the most calming thing in the world. All you do is yeah. fix tanks. And that sounds amazing. I just think it's an age thing. Um, it's why I'm starting to really like more city building games and like more strategy games because strategy I can play single player but still get that sort of competitive itch almost against the computer depending on what Well, those kind of games on. are more catered um, towards an older audience because they yeah. they realize that the younger you know younger gamers younger people who are interested in games will just not have the uh what's it called they they won't have the, the attention, they the won't have the attention span. span for it they really won't yeah that's why fortnite is so popular because they're there and battle royales have become so popular because they're very quick get in there if you die oh well yeah I'll and because the way online um, uh runs now it's very easy for a game like that to you know keep that social bubble of you know all of their friends which is a good thing yeah of course definitely yeah. but at the same time it's like I don't know. I think that's just why those games kind of hit off so well. Is that they allow oh, they allow course. so many people involved in one game, and you can have a group of like five to ten friends playing at the same time in the same game. Whereas, yeah. Whereas when we were younger, time. I would have to come all the way down to your house just to play a game split screen with just two of us. And I remember taking my Xbox and my old PlayStation. Like you take your memory yeah. cards to your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Got the... Whereas, yeah, now you just go online and be like, oh, I'll talk to you in a minute. Um, I mean, it's been a godsend for us online now because that's how we communicate the most, not living mm-hmm. near each other anymore. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's swings and roundabouts. I'm, so, I'm glad kids now can do God, that yeah, like can sit yeah i'm definitely not like trying to complain i like the online accessibility everyone has i just think it's sad though now that they'll never really get to experience couch co-op and having loads of friends around for like a land party yeah, or at and, least um, early and just taking or at least early, not as much as uh as you used to yeah, well, games just don't cater for it anymore either do they they're hard, hardly any get like multiplayer games now let you have split screen. Yeah, well, they understand where the market's at, though, don't they? Fortunately. Yeah. Anyway, do you have? Are there any other? Are there any other short like questions you have we can answer? Any other questions I can ask? Well, any uh, topics that are maybe that's a short topic. There's a couple of games I've been thinking about picking up. Actually, a couple that I've seen that I'm thinking. Uh, I might try and yeah. play it, but I just don't know if I want to commit. Um, the first one, like, so for context, I've been on a huge Attack on Titan kick recently. Off seasons, okay. like, still running. Um, yeah, I've been so into it. Um, so I've been thinking about picking up the games for PS4. Um, I'm just not 100% sure on the quality of them. Like, they look good, but... Well, if you... I've got the first one. Yeah, I know. Um, I have played it a hell of a lot as well. Um, and if you do decide to get it, it's all multiplayer as well. So again, 
even if it's a little bit janky. Like I played with Jordan and we had we had fun. You you go around yeah. killing Titans. The the actual mechanic. Yeah, it seems like well, they do. Um, my only my only drawback um, from it though is I watched I think an hour video of it, and uh, I wish I could remember what it was exactly. But there was an element that obviously because it's a game and they're trying to get through. They're trying to do one whole season in like a game. Obviously, they're going to yeah. have to cut some corners in terms of the story. But like they were cutting some corners, and I was like, uh, okay, like. It seems a bit like a half-assed version of the story. I find the it's made by the same people that did, um, or the same developers that do the Dynasty Warrior <laughs> games. Um, it's just got more maneuverability than like a normal Dynasty Warrior. You can fly around and stuff. Um, so they are the story is does kind of take a back seat on it they try and do the main bits but the, the whole concept that they're trying to get you to do is but i but, look you can be like an attack on time yeah. person you can fly but, around you can but the problem with that is that the story is the most compelling part of attack on titan as a tv show like it's all very well watching like captain levi spin around and chop up titans and seeing Eren go titan form and like kick the shit out of other titans but you really wouldn't care about any of that. And I don't mean to like turn this into a flipping anime sort of conversation, Um, but you really wouldn't care about those characters if you didn't have those moments where they are just talking and developing those characters. No, and I I get that. But I think what Attack on Titan the game is doing is not necessarily being like, um, anyone who's not watched Attack on yeah. Titan, here, what, here, play this because you'll you'll learn everything. Yeah, you know I was about just Attack about to say that <laughs> it is pretty much just look, guys, <laughs> you love Attack on Titan, you already know yeah, who these yeah, characters yeah. are. Go and have fun. Go and kill Titans. Go be Levi and slice a Titan's leg off and watch them hop around and um and that's yeah, what it is. About I can it. I can understand that and respect that. And, but again, it, it falls into that category of being very grindy because if you want like the mm-hmm. best gear, you've got to grind materials off of Titans and only specific Titans have specific item drops and only specific body parts of the Titans have that item drop that you could only potentially get like if you play on the super hard yeah. difficulty. And um, that's the only thing that the very end yeah. game is super grindy but the actual multiplayer itself is fine because they give you a ton of yeah. missions and you don't necessarily need the best gear for it obviously it just helps a hell of a lot i don't know it might just be because i'm on such like a big attack on titan high at the moment like maybe when season four kind of wraps up which i don't think it's close to yet we got quite a few more episodes yet but maybe by the time it does i'll be kind of like a bit more burnt out because i did kind of blaze through all of the seasons in one go so maybe like once that's happened i'll kind of be a bit more like oh, i don't actually need to pick up but it's just something why well, i played it in the interim Maybe. i played it in the interim of when you wet the long time we were waiting mm. for season two um and i really enjoyed it when i played it i mean i got to i tried to 100 percent the game with all the trophies and stuff and i think i'm like mm-hmm. two trophies off but they just they're just such a time sink i was like i'm gonna go yeah. play something else now <laughs> Um, but when I played it, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And I mean, if if you decide you do want to, you do get it, let me know because I would be super down to go back to it. Yeah, might be the kind it. of thing to pick up if it's like cheap anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And what was the, the only other, other one quickly were... was uh, Darksiders Two because I, I 
I oh, just started I watching a video, like a really flipping long, three hour long video of someone going through the game and analyzing it. And I haven't played or seen anything about that game in years. And I'm like, oh man, yeah, like there's a lot of things that I remember and really liked about this game. And one thing as well that maybe I did think of when I was younger, but I'm only kind of realizing now is uh, it's, it gives me huge, I was about to say Soul Calibur, not Soul Calibur. It gives me huge Soul Reaver vibes. Of like I get the very much where people are like it's Legend of Zelda vibes. Yeah, yeah. definitely does. Um, But no, you're right. It really makes me think like Soul Reaver, but way more like action packed. You know, it's like if Soul Reaver and something like God of War, or yeah, maybe Devil May Cry. Like if they had like a baby, it would be like that. I am. I remember loving those games. I mean, I've. Got, had them both on the place i had them both on the xbox 360 um one and two and then i got one and two again like they're remastered yeah that's versions. what i was thinking about because i know um, they're out i would recommend it those games are fantastic and actually if you do pick it up um that has let me know. <laughs> uh, no it doesn't but let me know and we can maybe both play it at the same time and then maybe me sort of like revisiting it after i've like loved it for ages and maybe the you revisiting it like kind of forgetting it we can maybe have a talk about it and see what what we actually yeah, think of it now it's just one of those games that i played in like ages um, and i really liked oh it's so good and i would recommend definitely the second one yeah actually the only thing i would say probably that you can tell in the second one that i remember this anyway is that the first few levels or mm-hmm. like worlds are really well fleshed out. There's a load to them, but then you can tell it was almost kind of rushed at the end. I never, be- I never beat Darksiders um, too. So the the end few levels, like there's two, there's like two or three really massive worlds, mm. and then there's like a couple of really tiny ones, almost like they didn't have enough time to kind of flesh them out as much as they want. So it's a couple of bits just to tide you over. But I don't think it diminishes the mm. game in any way. It's just something you'll really notice the further you get into the game, like the smaller the mm-hmm. worlds become. Yeah, I might pick um, it up, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Probably won't be anything recently, will it? Because you've got like a week. And, and then, 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 then 500, 600 hours of my life are just going to be sucked away. So, yeah. Yeah. And then I say a week, depending on when this one comes out, because we're planning a, another. Um, podcast as well depending on this comes out this will either be mondays coming up which would be monday the 22nd or it's going to be the monday after once the hands come out well i'll have to decide or decide which we probably won't do Um, like any episode on monster hunter until like a good like couple of weeks at least into the game because i think we both want to at least enjoy the game first off but also have played it enough to be able to talk about it with some sort of like you know authority or you know well it would definitely be a week probably i imagine obviously we'll record recording two this week so next week there's not going to be any record well there's going to be one but we're not recording it so we can just sit and play monster hunter pretty much um and then potentially that no doubt monster hunter will come up in that <laughs> that episode yeah. but it's just yeah, how probably. much yeah. in depth I mean, it's come up in pretty much every episode we've done at the minute. But I really like it. 
it is good but anyway um i think on that note we'll leave it uh thanks for listening everybody um and we'll see you potentially in the next one i'm gonna go gargoyle eyes over bracadios now i'm gonna go probably play for honor <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs>